Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is Reverend Curtis coming to you once again with words of encouragement. And first of all, I'd like to say happy holidays. Let us pray. Father, we bless you tonight for the opportunity to minister to thy people. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, our guide, our teacher, the one who bring all things to our remembrance of what you have said. Bless every listener. May it make their spirit come alive as they listen to the spoken word. Teach them, O Heavenly Father, and guide them in the way of righteousness. We just bless your name tonight, Lord, and let the people of God not only be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word also. In thy name we pray, amen, and thank God. Our word of encouragement tonight is restore. Restore to turn back or to turn away. This doesn't mean to go back and start over from the beginning. It's saying no to your past and yes to a new beginning, a fresh start, a new path, greater success and reward. That's what being restored means. We're in a season where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are also in a season where we celebrate each other. Families gather together, exchange gifts, all the wonderful things like that as we gather together at this time of year. And some of you may be thinking that it's different this year. It's not the same. Many of us have lost loved ones. It won't be the same. There's a missing person at the table. But I come to let you know what we celebrate this time of the year is the same. We're talking about the birth of Christ. And we know that we miss our loved ones. But as we come before you tonight, our word of encouragement is to restore. And we want you to see and we want you to understand that God is bringing something new in your life. He hasn't forgotten you, nor has he forgotten your loved ones. And one of the things that we believe, and we want you to believe also, that your loved ones 
or at peace with God. And so we come before you tonight from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Isaiah talks to the people of God concerning his people. Judah and Israel. The one that he warned that trouble and hard times going to come. But he also gave them hope concerning the things that were coming upon them. As I read this, listen closely, and we pray that it brings some comfort during this time of the year when so much has happened, but God is still the same. It says, nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nation. It's talking about God bringing affliction upon these two nations because of what had occurred and their disobedience. But they all said the people that walked in darkness, these are people got people that God loved, the people that God cared for. And this affliction was not to bring harm, but it was to bring discipline because he was trying to build a nation out of these people. He was trying to build a nation that other nations would look at and see how they was progressing, how they was moving forward. But they had fallen to the wayside and what they were shown was not what God had put in them. But he said that even though they were walking in darkness, they would see a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them has God light shine. So there's hope. God is turning it in your favor. And this is what he's telling Zebulon and Napoli. He said, thou has multiplied the nation, but you haven't increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. They, they rejoicing because of what they have. 
of what they have obtained on their own about the harvest, about their reaping. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. He said, for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and a fuel of fire. In other words, God says, when you go out to battle and when you fight in a war, there are going to be casualties. Because when you step on the battlefield and you make the decision to go to war with a nation or a person that's stronger than you, you have to understand there's going to be bloodshed and there's going to be loss of life. But God said in this ninth chapter, as he began to speak to Israel, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're saying. And this is what God is saying in this season of prosperity. This season of joy, this season that we celebrate, God is allowing them to see then and us to see now that he's looking toward us. And God says, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be up on his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Mary's grave. We're talking about Christ. He shall be called wonderful, meaning that he's marvelous. What he's do and what he brings to us is wonderful. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He's leading us into the promised land. And it says he's the mighty God. He's the warrior. He's strong. He's never lost a battle. He's the everlasting father. That he, He's our eternal father. He's our source. He's always going to be there 
in trials and in tribulations, when the storms of life is raging, God is always going to be there. We're talking about the baby Jesus that we're celebrating this time of year. He says he's the prince of peace. Peace is not just the absence of noise, but it's the joy and the comfort that he brings to us in the midst of a storm. And it says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Even though it looked like it might be over, even though it looked like things are going from bad to worse. But when you look at it through the means of God, you see God is moving in our direction. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice. God is bringing judgment, which means that his divine law is coming before us. God's divine law, not man's divine law but God's divine law and with justice. Justice means that it's going to be done and it's going to be done right. From henceforth and forever, from the time that we went into this situation, God was establishing his divine law. And it means that if it's going to be done, it's going to be done right. It says the zeal of the host will perform it. God's people, the Lord Jehovah, the self-existent God, the eternal God, will perform this. People of God, Paul said, Brethren, I can't not myself to have apprehended I haven't taken possession of all that God has for me. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I put it out of mind. And I'm reaching, I'm stretching beyond my normal reach. unto those things which are before me. Paul said, I press 
In other words, I pursue. And I pursue with all my strength that I have in me toward the mall, the goal that God has set for me, which is in Christ. If you want to live a complete life, this is how you must think. And if you're not sure, God will show you. God is restoring you right now. To restore is not to go back and begin again where you were. But to restore means when God takes you back, it's a new beginning. You don't start from where you left off. It's a new beginning. Each and every one of us take part in restoration every year. Each one of us have in our possession, whether it's on our arm, in our home, each year, we restore time. We spring ahead and we fall back. In a few months, we will turn our clock up and restore it to where it was last year at that time. But we don't begin where it was in 2020. We start fresh. It's a new beginning. And that's what God is talking about when he talks about restoration. It is our responsibility not to look back and try to change what happened, but to look at God and move forward into the new beginning that God has charted for us. And come the fall, we will turn our clock back. And what we see now we don't want to see it come this fall of 2021. We are in the midst of a new beginning. God has turned the clock and restored it. And that's what Paul was saying, forgetting those things that are behind, forgetting 2020 and pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, rejoice 
in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. For God is in the midst of restoring you. Restoration has finally come. This is the birth of a new year. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, which is Jesus Christ. Be blessed this season, my brothers and sisters. Hold your head up and give God thanks. Because you are in the land of the living. God has brought forth a vaccine. And it wasn't by walk speed. It was by God's speed. Bless the Lord and rejoice. This is Reverend Curtis. Bringing you this Wednesday night study. And until we meet again, the word of encouragement was to restore. God is restoring you. And you restore someone else in this season. Galatians 6 and 1 said, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore them in the spirit of meekness, considering that you could be calling a fault yourself. The Lord requires this of us. He requires that during this time, and during this season, introduce someone to a new beginning. Introduce them to Jesus Christ if they don't know him and the free pardon of that sin. Let them know that he is a savior. And all they have to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. And they shall be saved. In the name of Jesus, amen.